the Florida Gators offensive line is stronger than it's been in the past decade, if not stronger or longer. I don't even know. It's been a while since the offensive line has been this good. And we're going to talk about it only here on Locked On Gators. You are Locked On Gators, your daily podcast on the Florida Gators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Gators, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On Gators your first listen of the day, every day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. Happy Friday. I'm Brandon Olson. You can find me on Twitter at WNS underscore Brandon. Find my written work with Whole Nine Sports at W-H-O-L-E N-I-N-E Sports and GiantsCountryVestSide.com. Last day or last day of the first week of vacation for me. So next week will still be the defensive side of this. We're going to take a look at some of the defensive, uh, some of the defensive points and some of the defensive opinions that I'll have because, uh, I got some, um, but for today, we're finishing up with the offensive line, and we're going to spend the first two segments talking about the clear best player on this offensive line. Um, was not in Gainesville last year, but he is this year, Osiris Torrance, who throughout his college career has been nothing short of absolutely dominant. Um, he, he has been a freak. We're going to look at some numbers in just a second, but Osiris Torrance, if he chooses to enter the 2023 NFL draft, is likely going to be one of the top guards. If he continues his projection the way that we've been looking at him, he's likely going to be one of the top guards drafted. If he ends up being a first-round pick, that will be the first time that the Florida Gators had a first-round offensive lineman drafted since DJ Humphreys in 2015. So that's big for the Florida Gators to add that offensive line. And that's going that's something that's going to keep happening, by the way. I want people to kind of kind of grasp that where Billy Napier, Rob Sale, as long as they're together and as long as they're working together and Rob Sale might leave, but as long as Billy Napier's here, Florida's going to be a place where offensive linemen one want to play and two will develop and three hopefully get drafted in the first round. But looking at the numbers for Osiris Torrance, we're gonna start with the run blocking stuff because the run blocking stuff is less in depth. We could see how often, because we use this great resource called Pro Football Focus, um, and we can see how often they go man or zone, and Osiris Torrance is obviously more often used in zone than man blocking because he played for Billy Napier for three years, um, and he will play for him for a fourth year. But he had a grade of 89.4. That's an elite grade from a 0 to 100 scale, so 89.4 elite run blocking grade in 2021. But that's not the most impressive part of Osiris Torrance's career. Osiris Torrance has been in 1,000, or has been on the field for 1,146 career pass-blocking snaps. He he has been pass-blocking for 1,146 snaps. Guess how many, and I know we've discussed this on Twitter, but guess how many sacks he's given up in those 1,146 career pass-blocking snaps three years. I'll give I'll I'll give you three more seconds. Go ahead. The answer zero. Osiris Torrance has not allowed a sack in his college career. That is one thousand one hundred forty-six snaps, and that's playing great. I mean, last year they played Texas in Week One. They started off with one heck of a matchup. Where if you're going from the Sun Belt to playing Texas. 
That's big. No sacks allowed. In those three years, guess how many pressures Osiris Torrance has allowed? That's right, none. I'm kidding, none, none. Um, he, he's allowed 17 pressures. I tweeted this uh, yesterday, not yesterday, because now I'm recording this before vacation. I tweeted this a week ago, <laughs> and um, and yeah, Cyrus Torrance has been one of the most productive offensive linemen in college football over the past three years, and that's the thing also is that it is incredibly difficult to look at an offensive lineman and say he's been productive. But you could do that with Osiris Torrens, and he's probably going to continue getting better. He might hit a little rough patch playing in the SEC. He might allow his first career sack. We'll see. Maybe not, but we'll see. And he's, I mean, look, the way that I see it is, let's say he doesn't allow a sack again this year. I can't see him making out of the first round in 2023. I just, that's just not something that I could see happen. And again, I, I know that earlier I was like, if he chooses to go to the 2023 NFL draft, um, I don't know how COVID eligibility is working. Like if he were to choose to come back for a fifth year, which I don't think he would do given his talent, but let's say he has a bad year. Um, I, I think that he's going to, uh, I think he's going to be gone, but he could come back. Don't think he will, but yeah. Uh, so, so I think Osiris Torrance will be a first round pick whenever he decides to declare for the NFL draft. Just because it like, again, if he allows zero sacks, I realize I threw myself off. Uh, if he allows zero sacks again this year, that's no sacks in four years. It'd probably be around 1,600 pass blocking snaps. I just don't know how you can look at that and go, not a first round pick. It's as simple as that. Where I get it also because it's like you can't go based on stats only, but like he's been dominant in every facet of the game throughout his college career. So I, I don't know how you can overlook it. And also, if you're a team like the Cardinals, you can add Osiris Torrance as a phenomenal pass-blocking offensive offensive lineman. You do it because you want to throw the ball 50 times a game and you want to have your quarterback protected and Kyler Murray if he's still under contract. And so I don't see how you can overlook him becoming an actual first-round prospect. But you don't got to listen to it just from me. In just a second, we're going to be joined by Ian Cummings from Pro Football Network to talk about Osiris Torrance. So it's going to be the clip from a couple weeks ago when we had him here. Do you think that the Florida Gators football team is going to win six games this year? Seven games this year? Let's call it an even six and a half, right? Why not? Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. And right now they have the Florida Gators line set at six and a half wins this season. If you think the Gators are going to win more than that, bet the over. If you think the Gators are going to win less than that, at the under if you want to bet on anything else baseball tennis football in the nfl whatever it is basketball whatever you want to bet on you can do that check out bet online you could head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn all about the trends and action check out bet online it's where the game starts yeah so i mean who he is man is a big nasty mauler i mean this guy's six five three thirty five i mean the dude is massive on that interior line you know like watching him at louisiana you know this is against sunbelt competition so he's like you know he's a monster out there you know he's just towering over everyone uh and with that size comes very impressive power capacity that was one of the most striking things on his tape is that you know with his hands with his long arms i you know my estimation i'm trying to estimate links a little bit more this cycle 
if I had to estimate, I'd say 34-inch arms, you know, which is very, very good for an interior lineman. And that's something that you can use to get to the contact point first, to drive forward more power, generate more power within your stance. So looking at that element of Torrance's game is very fun. But not just the raw power capacity that he has, which is elite in its own perspective, but also the application of that power. You know, where do you get power from? Obviously, some players have that high degree of raw power with that, you know, that length, that mass. But at the same time, with Torrance, he's very good at drawing power up from his lower body, from his base, getting that hip rotation, that upper body torque in there. And with that rotation, you can drive power that much more. He, he does that a lot. You'll see that on blocks where he is consistently rotating and getting that full allotment of power through to the defender. And with that, he brings a ton of displacement potential. You know, I love that part of his game. I think that's kind of the defining part of his game that you'll see is that he's very, very good at displacing defenders. That high-level power capacity is very striking with him. But I don't think he's a bad athlete either. I do think maybe he's going to fit better in power and gap schemes in the next level. But I do think he's not a liability in his own. I think he can get out in space pretty well. And in space, man, this dude's just a phone booth. He's just a moving phone booth. Like He's so wide. He's so powerful. He can direct guys uh, with that length, especially once he gets into a position. You know, I do think that in pass protection, you've seen flashes of adequate hand usage. You know, he flashes that independent hand usage. He can violently swat opposing moves. So, you know, I think with Torrance, you're looking at what do you need, especially in that interior line spot, that guard spot. You know, at offensive tackle, sometimes you're on the island. You got to kick back. You got to take care of business. But in the interior, you know, there's a little bit of uh, there's a little bit of relief there, you know, where you have that help if you need it from the center. But at the same time, you're also kind of dealing with the smaller area, right? The interior linemen, the blitzers, they can only go a certain, you know, a certain span of direction within that range. So if you're Torrance in a phone booth, you know, I love this dude in a phone booth because he's massive. He can just wall off that entire range. And if you get within an arm's length of him, he's going to make you pay. He's going to impose his will on you and he can you'll be in the dirt by the end of that rep if you're not careful. So I'm a big fan of what he has to offer. You know, I think especially in that interior range, the power capacity, enough athleticism to kind of work with those short areas and then combative hands, mauler mentality. That's what you're getting with Torrance. You're getting that mauler who's got that power capacity, but also has the traits to succeed. Yeah. And then what would you say is maybe the biggest area where he could improve his game? Because, I mean, he's someone that right now, the biggest question mark, at least, from Florida fans is can he go from the Sun Belt to the SEC? So what is your biggest question mark surrounding Osiris Torrance? Yeah, so I think my biggest question mark would be, you know, mention the athleticism. I do think he's a good enough athlete for sure. I don't think he's an elite athlete. I do think, you know, laterally, he doesn't have elite range in space and laterally the efficiency of motion, the management of that weight can be an issue for him at times being 335 pounds. Like that's that's a big do. You know, you're going to have trouble managing your weight transfers and kind of, you know, moving at that size. The pad level can be a little bit of an issue too, sitting at 6'5". You know, some guards are a little bit shorter. And, you know, if you're taller, that, you know, everyone talks about, you know, height as a, as a viable quality, especially in tackles, right? But that's not because of the height itself. That's because height generally has a positive correlation with length. You know, so if you're a taller guy, chances are you're going to have longer arms, too. So I think with Torrance, you know, he's tall. He's got very long arms, but that height can work to his detriment just as it can work to his advantage. Because when you're taller, sometimes you can struggle to bend your knees and get proper leverage and get under the guy across from you. I think that shows up at times. But I think the biggest thing he can work on is the footwork. And I think, you know, that part of that ties in with the athleticism, the efficiency of motion. There are times where he can be more efficient carrying his weight. I think, you know, that's that's the tricky part 
when a guy doesn't move the way he's supposed to on a rep, is it athleticism or is it just efficiency of motion, just channeling his movement effectively? And I think with Torrance, a lot of it is, you know, he can better channel his motion, better channel his traits uh, with his footwork. You know, his footwork is a little bit staggered at times, sometimes rotates around when he should be keeping, you know, staying in phase, right? So I think just staying composed with that footwork is kind of the biggest thing for him. And that's one thing where, you know, you look at the, the leap up to the SEC could be a bit of a learning curve for him because in the SEC, you're facing more explosive defensive tackles who've got that lateral agility. You're facing edge rushers that are stunting inside. Some of them are powerful enough to get you off balance if, if you're not careful, right? So with Torrance, I really think you got to keep that base steady. You got to keep your footwork in phase uh, and, and don't get staggered because if you get staggered, it's a great way to get off balance and open up an opportunity for that edge rusher, that defense tackle, or that blitzer to get inside your torso and work you off balance and and clear clear that lane. So I think with Torrance, the biggest thing is that footwork, channeling that movement, staying in phase, and and just kind of being controlled so that you control the rep. I think that's the biggest thing for Torrance uh, that he can improve. I do think he's pretty far along already. Obviously, had a lot of starting experience at Louisiana, so you know he's definitely kind of gained that as he's gone along. And then that power, that you know athleticism, it's all there with him. If you can clean up that technique a little bit, very excited for what he can do. But, yeah, I think the footwork is one thing. In the SEC, the margin for error isn't quite as slim. I'd love for him to tighten that up and kind of refine that part of his game. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it is now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure pointless and seemingly intimidating and frustrating questions of, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? Mm-hmm. And wait while the person behind the counter orders your parts on their computer from their distributor or their supplier and then charge you their price for it. That doesn't make no sense, baby. Maybe that don't make no sense. You have computers with access to rockauto.com or you have your phone with access to rockauto.com and you can save time and money when using rockauto.com. Go explore their easy-to-use website to find the solution for your auto part needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck, right? Locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know exactly who sent you with amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts that your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com. To wrap up today's show, we're talking about two other Florida Gators offensive linemen that are going to kind of be the other main focal points with Richard Gourage, who is our left tackle projected to be starting left tackle throughout this season. And he's had his ups and downs throughout his career. Him, uh, He's more of a pass blocker than a run blocker, which is one of the things that it's going to be very interesting to, uh, to see him kind of go through this wide zone offense of Billy Napier, but he's got a 59.1 run blocking grade in 2021. That was a replacement level grade. So that is pretty dang bad. Uh, In four years of him playing, he's had four sacks allowed in 1,317 career pass blocking snaps. Granted, compared to Osiris Torrance, that sounds really, really bad. But one... It's not bad at all. That's one sack every what? I don't, I don't even know. That's that's quick maths, but every 330 pass blocking snaps? Cool with me. Um, that's four sacks allowed while playing edge. Uh, he's playing on the edge, so he's an offensive tackle. 
So it's not like, and I get it. I'm not taking anything away from Osiris Torrance or the next guy we're talking about. But when you're working on the interior, you get a little more help. Richard Garage allowing just four sacks while he's working as, as the end uh, protector. That's actually very, that's phenomenal right there. Uh, in the four years, he's allowed 51 pressures, which isn't ideal, but it's 12.75 pressures per year, which is fine with me. That's one point one two five per game like that, that that's not a problem with me at least at all for Richard Garage I'm very excited to see him be the bookend tackle this year preferably starting left tackle um I, I'm curious to see how he's going to improve as a run blocker this year I do think that he's getting a huge benefit from working with uh Rob Sale and from working with Billy Napier and uh Stapleton and then all these guys where You've got a lot of resources if you're an offensive lineman for the Florida Gators. You've got a better, better strength and conditioning program, better, better nutrition program, better food, better coaching than last year. Where it's not John Hevesy and Michael Soline, who is at Ohio State now, I believe, but you're looking at Rob Sale, who was just in the NFL and had made strides with Andrew Thomas in one year, and you're looking at Billy Napier, who with Rob Sale has pushed offensive lineman from Louisiana into the NFL and they've done that consistently. So Richard garage is going to get that benefit. I'm curious to see how much he improves as a run blocker. And then the other one is Kingsley Aguacoon, who I mentioned, uh, I don't even remember which episode this week, but I remember mentioning him as kind of the, uh, I think it was Monday's episode. Um, as a guy who, you know, he, he's an above average college center. He could add some power, which he probably will during this off season. Again, like I mentioned with Richard garage, You've got better nutrition program, better strength and conditioning program. Uh, Kingsley Aguacoon, starting center last year. That was the only year he was a starter. Um, the first two years he barely played in. Zero sacks allowed in 471 career pass blocking snaps. 13 pressures in his three years. One year, really. He, the, other two, the other two years, I think he played like 50-something snaps combined. Um so not really helpful at all. Uh, but he had a 61.6 run blocking grade, which is a not a replacement level. It's just above replacement level. Uh, Richard Garage was just in replacement level, and Kingsley Aguacoon is just barely above it. Uh, but that is a backup level uh, run blocking grade. So you'd like to see that improve, and it will while he's playing next to Osiris Torrens. That will just happen every time they run towards the same side. If there's any help, they're both going to get a bump for it. So they're going to be... Much improved this coming season. I'm very much looking forward to it because Lord knows Florida needs offensive line help and some offensive line development. Thanks for making Lockdown Gators your first listen of the day. We are available daily and free wherever you listen to the podcast. We'll be back Monday where we're flipping to the defensive side of the ball. Now make your second listen to Lockdown NBA Big Board Podcast. Rafael Barlow, Richard Salmon, Sam Ferris, and Leif Thulin give fans an in-depth look into the biggest prospects, the latest player rankings, and of course, big boards for lockdown gators i'm brandon olson don't forget to follow me on twitter at wns underscore brandon find all my written work with whole nine sports that is w-h-o-l-e-n-i-n-e sports and giantscountryofsi.com i will see you all monday